Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Dean's Den, with your host, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane, and from SportsKita.com, Lee Walker. Live from the Dean's Den, brings you the latest in wrestling news and wrestling opinion from two of the best journalists in the sport. So sit back, pop open a cold one, and get ready for Live from the Dean's Den. Are you there? Okay, well, I'm not going to let this go into dead air. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is Lee Walker. I am a journalist at sportsketa.com. If you are looking to get helpful tips into getting into the WWE Thunderdome, you can do so by going to sportsketa.com and searching Thunderdome Helpful Tips. My article will come up. And the reason why I'm promoting that specific article is because I just finished being part of the WWE Thunderdome experience on SmackDown. Overall, it is a good experience, but it is okay. There we go. Okay. Skype is doing something really weird here where um, where they're muting you and I have to unmute, and then I also have my switch off, so that uh, that certainly did not help matters any. So, all oh, right. Okay. I, uh... Um, <laughs> I know, I know, a little little confusing there at first. Um, so, um, well, uh, unfortunately, we're going to kind of start off a little bit on the downside, uh, gentleman whom I've been friends with for. Many, many years, uh, Tracy Smothers, who a lot of people know has been fighting Hodgkin's lymphoma. Unfortunately, it has uh, flared back up very, very intensely. Um, And, in fact, uh, let me find Sean is supposed to be here, but uh, I don't know where he is at the moment. Um, But... uh, Got this from our good friend uh, Cue Ball Carmichael, um, and it's uh, he. The um, cancer has come back. He's got a large mass on the left side under side under his lung. Um, tomorrow they're going to um, start a little bit uh, less intensive chemo, and I guess hopefully they're going to. Uh, they're hoping that this will maybe uh, work on uh, getting rid of the cancer and not cause as part of a series of side effects as uh, previous situ- situations have for him. So. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, on Tracy Smothers uh, personal Facebook, he, he wrote, had to get admitted into the hospital due to my rapidly growing uh, non-Hodgins lymphoma tumor on the left side of my stomach. Uh, it also had grown on the right side on on my lung and left lung on my back. Uh, fun stuff. Yeah. Believe me, LOL. They say fear is the best for, you know, for of motiva- motivation, and I believe that to be true. So, uh and it goes on more, but um, yeah, that's at least you know that was as of 14 hours ago. Um, so was, you know, just everybody uh, shoot a, a prayer over for the guy. However, you uh, you know, practice anything like that, and just uh, say something nice for him. You know, he's been in the business a long time. Uh, cancer sucks. My mom's personally had it twice, so. 
uh, I know mm. what it's like to, you know, have a, a loved one. So, you know, think about his uh, friends and family too when you, you think about this stuff. Because even though he's going through it, they're they're going through it too in a, in, a, in a different way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I you know, I keep thinking about his daughter Jessie, who, uh, I mean, obviously this. messes with her too and you know it's obviously I mean it's tough because of course um, this puts Tracy where he can't work and so the bills obviously uh, mount up and that so um, I know that uh, in uh, southern Illinois uh, Midwest Impact Pro is going to be uh, doing a fundraiser for him in a couple of weeks so anybody in that area that could uh, help, that'd be great. I'm uh, just I'm wondering if somebody will actually uh, maybe come through and uh, do a GoFundMe for him. I would love to see that happen. Um, I've known I've known Tracy Lee since uh, he and I worked for um, Burt Prentice in Indianapolis back in the uh, um, back in the '90s. And um, yeah, oh wow. He and I have he and I have always been uh, really, really, really good friends. Um, and that uh, he's been on a, on our airwaves a few times, and that so definitely, um, you know, uh, hoping that hoping that he can pull through again. You know, we've had we've had way too many people go this year. I just hoping that Tracy won't be another statistic on this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree. It's, uh, you know, that's not a, an easier fun thing for, for anybody to go through. And, uh, I agree with you. I hope someone. Whoops. Okay, um, lost Lee there. Hopefully, uh, he'll uh, manage to get back in here. So, um, so going on, um, got a uh, little bit of a uh, surprise announcement. Uh, there he is. Okay. I don't know what happened there. I got booted from the call for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't know that. Uh, Blog Talk has had some issues here as of late and uh, not entirely sure what they are. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a little bit goofy and that Um, now a little bit of a, uh, maybe a surprise move. Uh, We just found out uh, a couple hours ago that uh, Ben Carter, who has, uh, has definitely been uh, making the rounds. He's been, uh, around on the independent scene. He's uh, made appearances on Impact, done some uh, really impressive work on AEW Dark, just signed a deal this evening with WWE. uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I was not expecting that. I was most definitely expecting him to sign with AEW. So this uh, this is a big surprise. Yeah, I mean, the the last I knew, he had been more active with AEW with the AEW Dark, but right, kind of a kind of a swerve, like a shock. Maybe he, maybe he shopped around. I mean, I mean, really, uh, they're considered independent contractors, so. You know, as an independent contractor, yeah. you kind of, you know, you, you, you want the best bang for your buck and everything like that. And maybe all the offers were on the table and WWE just gave them a, a better, better deal. Yeah. Yeah. Very possibly. So, um, one can, one can only hope, I mean, I hate this, I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, talked about this in the past. One can only hope that uh, he actually sticks around with NXT. I think that's a better fit for him. And 
he won't eventually get uh, lost, uh, stuck somewhere in the catering line somewhere, which I think would be the case if he if he wound up getting demoted to the main roster. Yeah, I um, uh, yeah I said this on our our uh, my show is perched on the top rope with you know talking about the draft and everything and you 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 know when the draft comes about it you know it, the big guys get picked first and this and that it's nothing new but the issue is when you end up doing pretty well on one brand and then you get sent to another. Yeah. And, you know, and you get you get lost in the shuffle, and one of the biggest things that you see that happening is when NXT guys get called up to the main roster. How many? Yeah. There's been a lot of people that come up from NXT, but then you you, you have to look at okay, who have been the most successful? Who have already mm-hmm. been let go? Because we've already we've seen yeah. that, you know, a bunch of times already. So the exactly. the real thing to the real thing to focus on there is I look back to me as a kid thinking where would I want you know when it came to professional wrestling the one place you wanted to be was WWF at the time it was WWF you know you wanted to be part mm-hmm. of WWE because that was the you know that was the the company that that you knew and everything and that's where every you know they were the biggest company there was. And now you kind of have all these different companies where it's impact. You've got, you've got hundreds of them, you know, throughout big ones in Japan and, you know, and and WWE is still the biggest because they're, they expand like crazy, but right. You know, it's, you know, maybe it's not always the right place for you. Maybe it's not the right, company maybe you don't have the right size that they want now or this or that there's plenty of other options to go and maybe it's going to be a learning experience for him maybe he's going to find out the grass isn't greener on the other side and me you know Mm -hmm. the, the, the biggest problem is is when you get lost in that shuffle and you're not seen on tv anymore how much does that decrease the value of your name Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, no. and sometimes I think WWE does that to superstars on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know, you know you're you, you, sort of, you can be a big you can be a big name elsewhere and they know that. So they sign you, give you a new name, regulate you on certain shows, but you're not used correctly. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. like you said, you're, you're you're part of catering. Yep, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, it's like it's like uh, with the uh, situation with uh, retribution. I mean, oh, now all all of them have lost their lost their names and now got these weird nicknames. The one person who apparently got lucky was um, Mercedes Martinez, and uh, it looks like she apparently got promoted back to NXT, so she doesn't have to have a stupid name, wear a stupid mask, and just completely destroy a reputation that she has taken almost literally 20 years to build. Yeah. And, you know, with that, that whole storyline, you know, the, what is it? Shane Thorne, uh, Dominic, the right. and, uh, the former raw announcer there. And then, uh, yeah. Deal man. Who was the other? Yeah. You know, it, it's a real shame, you know, cause now anything right. that they do after this, you know, at first I thought, that retribution was going to be something really cool. And it, it, it kind of gave like a gang mentality feel to it with like a little NWO mixed in because of the colors and everything that they use with the black. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But then when they put the masks on them, 
it just took to me any sort of credibility that they had to do with retribution and just threw it out the window. It, right. I, is, right. As as competitors, yeah. they're they're they can compete. We've seen them on NXT, but then you mm-hmm. you throw them in the, in this, and it's just right. I don't know how you. I don't exactly. know, honestly, I don't. If they end up having them take the masks off, and and you know we see their faces and stuff, aside from the smart fans knowing who we're looking at, man, if they if they they have the, they end up having those masks taken off. I don't know how you bounce back. I really right. don't. I don't know exactly. how exactly you... exactly. Well, I mean, CM Punk, who you know, some people say, well, he's he's still bitter because because what happened that he wasn't pulled into a main event at Mania because he was just too small. Um, Made that made that comment with uh, with uh, Shane Thorne's mask about uh, when you've got too many paper plates of catering and time on your hands. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and right, and Dijakovic, and actually, in fact, uh, Mia Yim, they look like those were uh, dollar store Bane masks that they that they got. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, and then you got uh, what, what the the former Raw announcer there. His looks like his is from. Man, uh, yeah, yeah he, he he looks like he's from. Uh, he kind of looks like Predator from the Alien and Predator movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially especially with those especially with those dreadlocks and that. I mean, yeah. Def, definitely, you you got you you really got it there, man. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, it, it, they took something that could have been good and just made it like cartoonish with with what they've yeah. done to the character, you know, for the characters and stuff. You know, but I think right. they also wanted to need. I think they needed a way to hide their faces because, you know, maybe they thought that fans won't buy into. The fact that these guys who are on NXT that it's them, but you know, fan, you know, the average fan is a lot more smarter because of social media and the internet, you know. Right. So now we're stuck with Retribution, who only signed their contract so that they could have their other people pay their other people and to not hurt the. Yeah. You know the exactly. the, the WWE like, staff and stuff. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like yeah. You know, we knew they were already under contract, and then you're saying, well, uh, we we've signed them so that uh, they wouldn't damage any more of our of our equipment. It's like it's like, all right, come on. How stupid do you think? The average wrestling fan is anymore. Yo, yeah, come on. I mean, oh, the the it's still real to me. Guy was living out the fact that well, back in the day, there was still believability to the to the business. If fans are not like that, the fans do get that it's a work. Now, yeah, it's. Vince lifted the Vince lifted. He didn't lift. He ripped the curtain many many years ago to avoid taxes and that. And so this is what this is what we get. Yeah. Uh, you know we're you know it's it's been well over twenty years since it's pretty much been considered sports entertainment at this point. So. Right. I. Uh, it is what it is at this point. You just you you yeah. take it for for what it's worth. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So all right, well we 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 started talking about this a little bit uh on 
Thursday. And so this is where we're going to we're going to kind of start in for this week is the uh, whole situation with um, the collective and COVID-19. Um, there to the, to the, you know, here's, I mean, this is the thing you, you set up what are supposed to be 12 shows with some, with some top, with some top names. And then, um, I'll set up in, in, you know, what's supposed to be a socially distanced environment. And apparently it, uh, it looks like it was because, I mean, I don't know if you, uh, if you saw, if you saw the, uh, uh, unfortunate photo of, uh, Effie and, uh, Marco stunt from, uh, from big gay bash and that, but if you, yeah, but if you that see that, out. you notice there was, you know, the fans were spread out all over, all over the building. But then you wind up with three of the performers from that weekend. Dan the Dad, AC Mack, and Cabana Man Dan all winding up testing positive. And... It had it had such an effect. Um, St. Louis Anarchy. Um, in fact, they actually posted this because they were supposed to um, have a, have a uh, show tonight, and it and uh, post from their Twitter this afternoon. I learned of a positive COVID nineteen test from someone that a great deal of our roster was around this past weekend. Um, Doing due to that, we'll be doing the responsible thing and be postponing Friday's event. We also, unfortunately, will be ending the Spirit of Spalding, which I'm guessing was uh, some tournament that they had. Um, then, um, and then Danhausen, uh, who was part of this, managed to. Uh, get into the uh ring of honor bubble but as soon as but as soon as they found as soon as they found that out um then they sent him home and they and they rewrote uh rewrote all their all their shows that they that they had and so um then GCW issued a statement um then and and I and I won't read the entire thing but it at uh um but it re, but it reads in part um over the last 24 plus hours we have learned of a handful of positive COVID tests from those who attended the collective. We have been in contact with some of them and will continue to be and offer our support as they navigate through the coming days and weeks. We encourage everyone who attended the events in any capacity to get a test as soon as possible and notify those they may have interacted with of their situation. Um, and and we're talking they um use they only use twenty five percent of a thousand seat building and yet here here we are dealing with this. I mean you know, that's uh kind of a shame is what it is that that just uh you know that just took a lot of excited independent wrestlers who were ready to wrestle and now they can't yeah you know that's yeah. you know that i mean that's you know you you had fans excited for this stuff and you know if whether you believe 
in the coronavirus or not, whether, you know, decide, just wear the mask. If you've been around right. people who have been yeah. exposed to it and you get a symptom, go get tested, do the right mm-hmm. thing. Don't, don't be selfish, you know, because now the, the because of others' selfishness, people, others have to now suffer for because of their consequences now you know it's just it's a shame it's a shame that you know yeah you know like if you knew you were um if you knew you were going to partake in these shows you i don't know you know just you should have gotten tested if you knew you had symptoms you should have canceled or right. any one of those two would have been perfect. But now mm-hmm. everybody in the industry suffer for a few people. Exactly. Exactly. Al, um, you know, we, we had, we had talked, um, you and I, a few weeks back on here when, uh, originally Deanna Perrazzo, the current impact, uh, knockouts champion, was supposed to be part of Bloodsport, and then she wound up uh, that she wound up going ahead and canceling out. Uh, looks like uh, looks like she was the smart one in this whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know when even you know you know even though companies like Impact and uh, Ring of Honor, uh, you know, and and these other one these other smaller companies allow you to go. And wrestle these independent shows and stuff like that. When you hear stories like this, it, it makes you wonder if you're better off just working the impact where people are, you know, like her, where you know you're tested regularly when you show up. You know, you have to, right. you know, you know they make you follow guidelines and they have they have rules set, you know, for their superstars mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and. You know, she 100% right. made the right call. Because, you know, imagine exactly. having... And then imagine, like, Impact having to, you know, cancel stuff. And, you know, how do you work around that? You know, you've got Bound for, you know, Bound for Glory's coming up in a couple of weeks. Like, that could have screwed right. up that whole situation there with the paper. Oh, good grief. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know... And that's and you know it's the it's the same thing because like uh, anybody if you if you notice on AEW you notice any of the any of the announcers um, they you you'll you'll notice you'll notice uh, a colored band on their wrist and that which that means that uh, they've been tested through and. They are absolutely 100% uh, COVID-free, and of course the same thing goes with the with the, the uh, with the talent and that. Now, of course, the talent doesn't wear wear their bands in the ring, but everybody already knows because obviously they were checked and cleared through. That uh, they're that they you know that uh, everything's okay. Um, I happened to find while I was looking to get everything here uh, an article uh, from uh, the Eagle Tribune out of North Andover, Massachusetts, and talking about how tough it was for the um, uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy to go ahead and um, reopen because of the situation. They closed in March and now, now they're, now they're back to it. Of course, under, under the uh, situation of uh, doing a smaller training group than they originally were. But I mean, I could not, um, I, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine right now trying to run a training school 
in the, in this type of in this type of environment at this point. You know, it just I just I just I just can't I just can't figure, you know, how it would be possible to even do something like that right now. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. just I some things I'm just at baffling. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, there there's some things that are that are baffling to the mind and that just happens to be one of them. But Steve, I gotta let you and the fans go. I will be back next week on for the full show. I had a prior engagement for ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Fans Make sure you tune in next week. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Thanks, Lee. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. So um, I'm going to go ahead and continue on for uh, the next half hour. Um, For those of you who are watching on YouTube and, uh, you know, it's a little bit different look. Um, No Ant-Man poster. No bad paneling and that. Um, Yes, I have moved i am in a uh, different part of the state that i live in which is illinois and so i moved this uh past weekend which is why um we were off last week and so now that we're in getting settled this is what you will be seeing although eventually it won't be just a uh, blank wall behind me uh there will be there will be stuff up there and that um, I do have my uh, Fred Ottman picture, which I might put up uh, maybe, you know, obviously of course, some of the stuff that uh, um, fans have uh, done of me, things like that. They'll, they'll get there. They'll get there. Eventually. We're just trying to um, just get everything going in that. Um, okay. So for, uh, episode obviously of course uh for those of you who are listening live or watching live um smackdown's season premiere was tonight and seth rollins was brought into um smackdown why was that done well it's very simple um they moved AJ over to Raw, so they needed somebody with that personality type to go ahead and go to SmackDown. So that's why Rollins was moved. That's why the Mysterios were moved. That's why Murphy was moved. That way they could keep that uh, storyline going up. Um, Goldberg was was supposed to appear on tonight's episode. He did not. I'm guessing, obviously, they're going to save that. Um, And if you're wondering, yes, Goldberg is still under contract. He's under contract for the next uh, couple of years or so. He is um, committed to two matches a year. Now, of course, uh, for this year, the uh, second match came early, which was WrestleMania. So, that's it. He won't be he won't be on for the rest of 2020, but uh, he'll be wrestling at some point in 2021. Oh, you you can make of that you can make of that what you will, um, but it just I mean it it is it is what it is. So. Um, just have to have to deal have to deal with that and uh and figure and figure what's uh you know what's going what's going on and that um now um okay so let's talk about Mr. Joseph Meehan aka Joey Ryan um well Joey Ryan sued 
Anthem Sports on September 24th in Nashville. And he is he is claiming that Anthem violated their contract with him. Um, and so what they're, so what, uh, he, what he's saying is that, um, he wasn't, he basically was not properly warned about his behavior, which I think Anthem's defense is going to be, how could we warn him about behavior that happened before you were under contract to us and is just now coming to light? And I think I think that more than likely, if anything, is going to be Anthem's defense against um, Ryan's claims of the uh, that. Uh, they did not give him they did not give him a fair amount of time to correct situations so it it'll be it'll be it'll be something it'll be something else um now um one subject that uh on our Thursday show we have covered quite a bit has been the uh, CTE lawsuits. Um, and Constantine Kiros, who was the lawyer behind the CTE lawsuits, just lost an appeal of the case today, which means he's going to have to pay WWE's legal fees and explain his behavior to his clients. And one of them is somebody who we have had on our airwaves here at uh, ERN um, a number of times, uh, Vito LaGrasso. So um, they are what uh, WWE had alleged was that Kiros was acting unethically with WWE counsel Jerry McDevitt, alleging previously that Kuros had plagiarized his lawsuit from one filed against the NFL and that the lawsuit had even failed to properly change some terms in the wording from the NFL suit. So um, that will be big. Um, The judge also ordered him to send an opinion explaining his dishonest behavior to all of his existing clients, as well as any that may contact him in the future. So, um, Wrestling Inc. is reporting that WWE is seeking around $560,000, and then that number will definitely go up to include the cost of the hearings to be held in order for the court to establish how much... Um, Kiros actually owes, owes, and there will be a uh, a date for a date for that as well. And it's like, and it's like, oh my gosh, holy cow! This this is, oh, this is something else. It's it's uh, it's not it's not a good it's not a good look for this guy. Let's be honest, it's not a good look for him at all. Then um, another promotion, um, Alpha One Wrestling has um, has announced that uh, they are, that they have canceled all of their uh, remaining shows for the for the uh for the year and are now um telling fans that uh they if they are oh had uh tickets to contact them 
uh, to go ahead and get uh, refunds for those. So, that's, again, <clears throat> unfortunate uh, situation as a uh, result of COVID-19. Then, the um, blood sport ripoff, as I, as I have called it, uh, raw underground. Well, that segment has been canceled because of, get this, a COVID outbreak among some of the extras from the performance center that were used as the audience for the show. So, now, again, foolishness. Can't behave right, can't have nice things. It also doesn't help that uh, the uh, two biggest uh, guys as far as their uh, talent on in that segment, uh, Don Picado and Arturo Ruas, were, uh, were also drafted to Raw. So... When you when you lose the biggest uh, names that you had going on there, well, gee, you know, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. So um, now uh, in over over in uh, in Japan, the uh, G1 Climax Tournament, um, the uh, Block A the Block A finals have. Uh, have happened and uh it was a uh and it was a it was a big night um and in and in this um I'll go ahead and quickly uh go over the results because there was a major event that uh happened in here um so in the opening uh Yota Suji defeated Gabriel Kidd um via submission And then in the second match, uh, and I think this one's an even um, bigger surprise, um, Yujiro Takahashi, who prior to this match had been winless at 0-8, defeated the 4-4 four and four Jeff Cobb, the former Matanza Cueto. And actually, in fact, uh, in fact, pinned him. So that was a uh, that was uh, quite a quite a thing. And then uh, in the uh, third match, um, both uh, both competitors were three and five. But uh, uh, Shingo Takagi defeated uh, Minoru Suzuki. Um, that was also that was also by pin. And then the big surprise, um, Will Osprey, who was five and three, facing off against, well, now former friend, Kazukichi Okada. Um, and what happened was, um, <clears throat> B. Priestley, came out to ringside and this is highly unusual for those who uh know japan even though even though uh bushiro now owns uh stardom you did not you did not normally see females in a new japan event in fact actually i think the last times that uh you saw females were um during the uh aj styles period of the Bullet Club when um, Amber O'Neill would accompany her then-husband, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and at the same time, um, Maria Kanellis would accompany um, the Kingdom 
in uh, in their matches. So, so for Priestley to uh, show up, that's a, that's a big deal. So, um, Osprey uh, Osprey beats Sakata, but then afterwards um, hits him with. Uh, Hidden Blade and says that uh, he he held him back. So now it looks like Osprey is going to have his own stable, and why not? It seems Japan has a load of stables: uh, Los Cinco Nobles, uh, Bullet Club, Chaos, Suzuki Goon. Oh, um. Stables seem to be a uh, staple of the uh, uh, NJPW storytelling. Then um, you had uh, Taichi, who was four and four against uh, six and two Kota Ibushi. In that one, Ibushi uh, defeated Taichi by uh, by pinfall. And then the uh, the main event, um, Jay White who was 6-2 against Tomohiro Ishii, who was 3-5. And and that was was the one where if uh, Jay White won, he would take take the A block, and this one was a shocker. Um, Ishii defeated Jay White. So that means Kota Ibushi will be your A block is your A block winner and will go on to the finals on Sunday. Now then the uh then the B block matches uh, which are going to be happening here on uh Saturday and this is uh this is a pretty this is a pretty loaded setup here and uh unfortunately Waiting for my pages to refresh so that I can uh, so I can give you that uh, information. Um, and of course, it's uh, running slow, so I will I will do this. Um, I'll come back to that. Uh, Game Changer Generation Championship Wrestling is. Uh, putting together a uh, women's tournament for a new champion. Uh, uh, Kylan King vacated the title. Um, and it's being called the Diamond Cup. And this is and this is quite a uh, um, lineup for this. Um, Priscilla Kelly, Zoe Sky, Queen... Amanada, Vita Von Star, Shaw Guerrero, who you very rarely see wrestling. Uh, normally you see her uh, ring announcing, but uh, she's actually going to step into the ring with this one. Um, Killer Kelly, uh, Renee Michelle, who, of course, uh, I'm sure a lot of you know, is uh, married to, um, well, you call him what you what you want, uh, Rockstar Spud or um, oh, whatever from uh, NXT, and then um, Red Velvet from uh, Impact. So um, that's so that is so that's a that's a uh, that looks like that's going to be a nice little nice little tournament for. Uh, for that as well. Um, and let's see here. Now I think we've uh, got this. Okay. So here is what's here is what's going to happen for um, for the B block. Um, the matches that are set up for um, the last night of uh, B block action before the Sunday final. Uh, Toru Yano. Toru Yano will face Yoshihashi. Um, 
Hiroki Goto will be facing uh, Juice Robinson. That's a match I would definitely love to see. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi will take on Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Tetsuya Naito will be facing Kenta Kobayashi. And in the main event, Sonata will face Evil. Now, if Sonata wins and Naito loses, uh, Sonata wins the block. If Evil wins, then he wins the block, and he will then he will go ahead and he will be um, in the in the finals on uh, on Sunday. So this is gonna so he'll be facing if so the winner will be facing of course Tomohiro Ishii, and. So that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting interesting setup to see who um, who winds up uh, taking taking that particular particular setup on there. Um, so then. Um, Okay, so I let's see here. Um, there's really not a whole not a whole heck of a lot else that is uh, that is going on, and so um, with that, going to end the slight bit uh, early for this week. Um, we'll be back again. Next week, with a uh, with a full hour show, Lee will be uh, back with us uh, for the entire hour, and uh, um, whatever whatever happens uh, between now and uh, and next Friday, which of course next Friday is the go home show for SmackDown prior to Hell in a Cell, so we'll uh, probably be talking. Quite a bit about that, and obviously whatever else uh, comes up with that. So, once again, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, and we'll be talking to you. You've been listening to Live from the Dean's Den. Live from the Dean's Den airs every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Replays can be found on Amazon Music iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you may get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll be with you next week.